0: Well, it it is a pleasure to be with you uh, here again from the uh, Detroit Economic Club luncheon at uh, today, the Masonic Temple. And indeed, our first guest is uh, arguably the most important guest because he (laughs) happens to be the show here today. He's the, the keynote speaker. He is United States Senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin. Sir, it is a pleasure and an honor to welcome you to the Paul W. Smith Show. Well, uh,
1: being on the, par- uh, on the Paul W. Smith uh, and uh, 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 Hall of Famer is uh, my honor.
0: Well, God bless you for that. First, most importantly, how is Gail doing after her accident? Paul,
1: very well. It was a very scary situation there, but the good Lord was watching over her, and she's got a lot of bruises, but uh, nothing permanent. She's good.
0: Good. Very happy to hear that. You two Ben. 56. Boyfriend and girlfriend, 56? 56. 56 years. That's spectacular. And might I add that the senator was born before I was yeah. and looks far, <laughs> far younger than me. And at 77...
1: I'll be 77 in August. I'm 76 right now, and I feel like I'm 40.
0: Yeah, and you act like you're 40, which wow. is why I'm against just arbitrarily saying there's a certain age where somebody can't be president anymore. That's just not true.
1: Well, we're trying to raise – just to give you a perfect example. We have so many of our pilots turned out at 65 because that's the law. Right. We're trying to raise that because these guys are still men and women who are still functional. or are on top of their game. And, you know, it depends on the person. Everyone's different.
0: Everyone is different. So I, I, I got – I don't have a problem with testing people. No, to find I'm fine out. to be tested. Um, and, and let's face it, uh, Donald Trump, what is he, 76, 77? He's
1: 77. He's a, he's a year older than me.
0: Okay. And, of course, the president is 82. Five years older than me. He's 81, 82. Okay. 82, 81, 81. Um, Clearly, the president has been suffering some cognitive issues. I mean, that's not a put-down. I don't say it gleefully. I say it just by watching. What do you think?
1: Well, I think that basically age has something to do with all of us, to a certain extent. We all have a hard time on sometimes memory recalling things of this sort that usually come like, you know, it's used to come like this with you. But uh, with that being said, I can only tell you this. I've been in his presence many times. I've been in uh, Donald Trump's presence many times. I have never seen what people are trying to say, well, because of their age, they don't, they're not on top of their game recalling. What I would say is when you get older, sometimes people don't have the same drive and and commitment to where they're really pushing the envelope to get things done. You have to run your you have to run your staff, you gotta run the place. You've got to work it every day.
0: When I heard you were thinking of running. Yeah. And then heard you were not running. Mm-hmm. It's not because Gail was in an accident. No. That was just January. Yeah. What was it that caused you to decide that you a lot of people were counting on you running? Yeah.
1: Well I you know, I I said I'll do anything and everything I can for my country, because I really believe that both parties, the Democrat and Republican Party, have become two business machines. In Washington, D.C., you're not going to get them together. Their business model works much better if they're fighting each other and never agreeing, because they're forcing you to pick a side. Sixty percent of us live within the middle, what we call the center-left, center-right. Could be the grand old party, the responsible Democrat party, whatever. And right now, all the oxygen is being su- sucked out of the room by the 20 percent the extremes on both sides. And they're getting all the attention right now. And people are just disgruntled with the whole process. And it's not going to change. The money is big. The business is big. And I've said the only way we're going to make changes is coming to Detroit, coming to areas where Americans live and have to make a living and take care of their family and let them know the power that they have if they'll just get involved. Change the primary process. Get better people involved. The character of the candidate you send makes all the difference in the world. And if you're not given a choice or you're not able to get more more people involved in the process, then the business model will give you something you don't want and you don't have any options at all. We're the greatest consumers in the world. We'll buy the best product. Just give us a choice.
0: Give us a choice. And by the way, you're right about everything you said about the the far left, the far right. And most Americans are kind of somewhere in the middle. And we are aware that there's an awful lot of time, money uh, wasted, by just wanting to get reelected, and we get to a point where all the things that we hear Congress is working on have nothing to do with making our lives better.
1: Paul, I finally come to the conclusion I have for about the last 10 years we need term limits. And I'll give it to you very See,
0: s- I've not been big on term limits. Okay, let me explain this. You go this to yours. You. First
1: of all, while I came to the conclusion I was giving a, a town hall uh, down in southern West Virginia about 10, 15 years ago. And there's a little lady, her name was Susie, and she's in the back. She stands up and says, Joe, I wish you were for term limits. And I gave her all the reasons why I didn't think they would work. You're losing some of the best people with the best experience and the best temperament to be in. Boom, boom, boom. I gave her all that. Yeah. She says, just think about this, Joe. If we had term limits, maybe we'd get one good term out of you. <laughs> she convinced me. I had no comeback. I had no comeback because I've seen. So I've come to this conclusion. Supreme Court, 18 years. One 18-year term, Supreme Court. President, one six-year term. Senate, two six-year terms. House, six two-year terms.
0: I'm not going to argue with you at all. (laughs) You are the honorable Senator Joe Manchin. Far be it from me. But here's my only quick reaction when term limits came to Michigan. Why would I want to arbitrarily limit who I can vote for? What if I've got a guy or woman in place that I think is doing a fabulous job?
1: There's so other. There's we have other, to get rid of them? No. There's other positions they can do even a better job with the experience they've had. Think of this. I was in the House of Delegates. I was one of 100 in the citizen legislature in West Virginia back in the 80s. Then I became a state senator, one of 34. I kept looking at how could I be in a situation where I could help more people. One of 100, one of 34, I thought three times greater. Then I became Secretary of State. Then I became governor, one of one. I could really help a lot of people in West Virginia. And then I went to the big leagues. I thought to the United States Senate, that is the top of the ladder. I went there and thinking, well, yeah, I've learned how you work together and how you compromise, you make things work. Then the other side, if you have a D by your side, the uh, by your name, the R is not your enemy. That's a friend who might have a difference of opinion. Sit down and work with him as a friend. I agree. I went to Washington, Paul. Completely different. I thought I went back to little league squabbling. Isn't it's that just, the truth? It really bothered Little me. Little
0: league squabbling. I like that. Well,
1: you know, and these are bright, and very bright, very intelligent people, and very well-meaning, I'm sure, but they got caught up in the business machine of the Democrat Republic business model in Washington. i come to the conclusion we're not going to change it in Washington. So I'm going around. My daughter and I are working on Americans Together. This is a group that we formed, a, a pack that we're helping people. Did
0: you say your daughter?
1: My daughter, Heather.
0: How great is that?
1: Yeah, she's wonderful. She was the CEO of Mylan Pharmaceutical, one of the largest chemical uh, ph- pharmaceuticals.
0: Well, congratulations yeah, to yeah, and mom and she, dad.
1: She retired at 54, <laughs> and now she's helping me.
0: Oh, that's fabulous. It is. That is. It's did wonderful. you ever uh, go hunting with our old friend, uh, though we didn't always agree with each other politically, but Congressman John Dingle, did you ever go hunting with I John? I knew
1: John very well. John and Debbie are dear, dear friends well, of mine. Well, they're dear
0: friends of ours as yeah. well. John is missed. Very uh, missed. Let uh, I me know tell you're, you're a hunter. Me. Hunter, yeah. He was a hunter. Are you still flying?
1: Oh, sure do. I just got my physical again. I'm good. Another two years. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, I have. I've been flying. I got involved in flying in 19- when I knew I was going to get drafted in the Vietnam War. So, in 1960, I went to WVU on a football scholarship. Yeah. Huh? And I was playing football in 66, had a good freshman year, and I got hurt really bad in my knee. Hmm. Couldn't pass a physical, so I thought, well, I'm going to be drafted, go to Vietnam. I'm ready to go. You know, just go do it. And then I took a flying license so I wanted to land on the ship and go out and drop my oh. ordinances and go. <laughs> oh, how cool. But they never took me because I couldn't pass a physical.
0: Because of the knee. Well, that's, that's a long story that. That is a good one. And it, it is a good one. And, uh, What are you going to talk about today as the keynote speaker?
1: Uh, Just about life, about what we are and who we are and how good this country is and how much better we can do if we all get involved. Don't don't be afraid to speak truth to power. Just be respectful when you do it.
0: Sir, it's been a pleasure and a privilege meeting you and having you on this show.
1: Thanks, Paul. Look forward to coming back with you.
0: United States Senator, West Virginia, Joe Manchin. Many people thought he'd make a great president of the United States, but he took himself out of that race, and now he is heading in to the Detroit Economic Club here at the Masonic Temple, where he will be the much-awaited keynote speaker. Thank you again, sir, as we continue with Paul W. Smith in focus on WJR.